In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. I am free. Thank God. I am free. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello there and happy Monday to you again. It's another Monday. I am so glad to be alive and it's good to be live and on the air with you again. Uh, if anybody listened last week, we um, played an encore. Chris and I had a pretty demanding um, week last week, and that kind of uh, forced our hand, and we had to opt for an encore. We had some some serious things going on last week, um, some some people that we know and are close to were just in trouble of different kinds. Um, uh, health issues and personal issues, relationship issues. And anyway, um, that, that, what should I say? How should I, that uh, brought a demand on us um, because, you know, your personal life and your home life is really your first ministry. So we had to, to um, be supportive and um, walk some people through some difficult times. And um, I can say, though, that God kept us and he strengthened us and enabled us to endure the stresses and the demands that were placed on us. So, here I am, back with you tonight. Um, I have to say, I feel a little out of sync, like it's been forever. When I'm not on the air with you, I miss you all. I miss talking and sharing and, um, you know, just just giving in this way. So, uh, keep me in your prayers. I know that it'll it'll... I'll kick back in. In order to help me do that, I am sipping some hot tea. I'm sipping um, ginger root. It's a, caffe- a decaffeinated tea, 
ginger root and um, I chose it because it has a little kick to it. If any of you uh, like ginger, it's kind of very, has a very distinct flavor and this has a, a little bit of a kick. So I'm hoping that it will perk me up a little bit even though it's not caffeinated so that I can um, have some personality and some pep in, in what I'm doing tonight. You know, um, being there for other people and dealing with other people's issues um, cause, you know, uh, causes you to, you know, reflect on your own life and remember your own blessings and your struggles and your um, triumphs and your victories and your, you know, uh, uh, failures, if you will. Um, during last week, I had to remind someone of the fact that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We as uh, Christians, as spiritual beings, um, even as non-Christians, um, we are in a battle and we are in a war whether we choose to be or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I mean, that is, that is, um, the flesh is a part of our struggle, but there is more to our struggles and more to our battles than simply our flesh. The scriptures tell us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers uh, against spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of the darkness of this world uh, paraphrased or broken down that means that basically we wrestle against spiritual entities we wrestle against dark spiritual entities that uh, come against us and their goal and their purpose is to kill, to steal, and to destroy us in any and every way possible. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, to steal, kill, and destroy, rob us of the blessings and the abundant life and the beautiful things that God has designed for us to enjoy. I had to remind someone of that and in reminding them of that, it reminded me of the type of battle that I am in when I am battling against the prevalence of sexual abuse in uh, our society. It is not a, uh, how should I say, it is not a, an intellectual or a um, physical battle. It is a spiritual. This is a spiritual battle that I am in and um, those of you that support our our program, we are in a spiritual battle against the forces of darkness 
that would continue that would continue to push this oh, this this really really um, devastating force of immorality, this um, spirit of whoredoms, this overwhelming um, spirit that that is intended to, like I said, still kill and destroy, rob us, rape us, pillage us, pillage us um, from all the good things that God has created for us to enjoy. Why? Why is there a spiritual power that is designed and out there to do those things against us? Well, the Bible tells us that God made man, and that includes mankind, that God has made man a little lower than the angels. Okay, so God created us just in, in the order of things, just a little bit below the, um, the realm or the level of the angels. It goes on to say that he has crowned us with honor and with glory. He has put all things under our feet, the work of our hands, you know, um, Basically, he has given mankind dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the earth. So he holds mankind in high esteem. He holds us in high esteem in the, um, in the order that we were created, in the likeness of his image. He created us as something pretty special as something pretty special. Well, the, our enemy, the enemy of our souls and the enemy of God doesn't like that. He is very unhappy about that. He is very unhappy of the fact that man was given dominion over this earth. He stole it or deceived mankind out of that dominion in the garden. And that is where all of the struggles and the craziness and the, oh my goodness, all the traumas, all the, the sexual abuse, the things that we deal with, physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, that is where the strife and the struggle came into the earth realm at, okay? So this is not an intellectual battle, it is a spiritual battle. If it was simply based on intellect, if it was just a matter of intellect and intelligence and uh, wills, if you will, the common sense, I think, would prevail when it comes to dealing with sexual abuse. I think common sense would prevail. I think that a baby, you know, babies, little toddlers uh, begin to discover their, their bodies and the differences in their bodies. You know, if you put a little baby girl and a little boy in the tub together, they discover the differences in their, um, physiques, you know, their physical, um, attributes, and they know that they're different. But 
somewhere along the way, they become in, infiltrated with all these other things, all these other issues, all these other thoughts and opinions and these spiritual forces that begin to war against them and conjure up all of these horrible, um, distorted, perverted views about life and love and relationships and sex and you name it. <laughs> and then what do we have? What do we end up with? Everything I'm combating on this show. We're after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. That's right. I am back, and I um, don't know how much you you heard before I was cut off. <laughs> Not cut off, before, but before the break came, 
Um, I was talking about the fact that this battle that I am in, this battle against sexual abuse, the battle against uh, the prevalence of sexual abuse and making people aware of the prevalence of sexual abuse, I realize that it is not an intellectual battle. You know, it is a spiritual battle that I am involved in. If it were based simply on intellect, you know, I, I think that common sense would prevail. You know, it wouldn't be hard to, to figure out uh, some of the wrongs and some of the um, evils that we see happening, that they are evil, that, you know, that it comes from an evil place and so forth and so on. But because of the fact that there is opposition, because of the fact that there is spiritual opposition, these things and these ideas and these issues become uh, confusing and they become twisted and, and um, man's thinking ha has become perverted. And I don't say become as in like right now recently, but truly actually ever since sin came into the earth realm, man has been battling with these very issues. So, um, these invasions and these attacks against mankind are not new. Um, this is uh, a repeated onslaught, uh, a repeated attempt. And at many times I have to say uh, the enemy of our souls has been successful. He has been successful in deceiving many, in uh, tricking many, in perverting many. But tonight I continue, I continue my mission and I continue to do what I can to increase the awareness of sexual abuse and to reach out to those who have been victims of it, affected by it, who are still dealing with the residual. And I have to say that that is much, 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 much more than many of us think. When we talk about sexual abuse on this show, we are not just talking about the one who has been molested as a child, um, the one who has been victimized by a pedophile. We're not just talking about the person, the woman or the boy or the girl who has been raped uh, by a stranger uh, or even someone that they know. I am not just talking about um, those very obvious situations, but I am talking about the millions and millions of people each day that abuse themselves, that abuse others through lifestyle preferences and through lifestyle by choices, by choices that they make, choices to engage in uh, sexual dysfunction, choices to engage in sexual immorality, choice, choosing to uh, live in uh, relationships that are, uh, how should I say, not bound by uh, marital vows, choosing to give yourselves to people that you're not married to, 
um, allowing yourselves to be stripped of your essence and your virtue and violated day in and day out by giving yourself to someone that won't even commit to you. Um, telling yourself that it's better this way because of this, this, or this. You know, basically cheating yourself. How do I put it in my book? Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Rape is not just a physical act of someone forcibly uh, taking you and, and forcing intercourse on you. Rape is also a stripping away of, you know, uh, a stripping of one's essence. We can be raped in more ways than physical, uh, sexual, physical rape. Uh, why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed, delivered from abusing others? You can find answers to these questions and many others in the pages of my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, dedicated to this cause and to this mission. Okay? That's right. <laughs> These repeated offenses, these repeated invasions, these open attacks against mankind um, are intended to, to pervert the very core of humanity. And not the first time in history that this has happened, but it sure is happening again on a wide scale. The intent is to pervert the very core of our humanity. It's deliberate and it's intentful. It, there's no, there's no, um, no mistake about this. Okay, sexual abuse destroys the individuals. permeates and destroys the family, communities, governments, and nations. Not the first time this has happened, but it is certainly happening now. It is certainly happening again. Oh, the presence of sexual abuse breeds unfaithfulness, distrust, not just between a husband and a wife. I won't get ahead of myself, but not just between a husband and a wife. It breeds distrust, breeds deception, callousness, and perversions of all kinds, not just between a husband and a wife. But in relationships in general, in relationships between family members, brothers and sisters, husband and wives, so-called uh, couples that are not even married, that are just living together, um, it erodes every aspect of relationships. You know, it, it, um, it permeates society in a way that unfaithfulness is not just 
in when it comes to the to the marriage bed, but people are unfaithful in jobs, in in their work ethics, in um, their loyalty to one another. Uh, they don't keep commitments. Uh, you can't trust them. You can't rely upon them. They're not dependable. So this, you know, breeds uh, distrust. And I've got to get mine and me, myself, and my uh, I, I, I deception. I mean, you know, people will spend more time and effort uh, pretending to be something than being something, pretending to be a certain type of person than being that person, um, deceiving themselves, uh, seeking after false images and false um, affirmation and confirmation. People become callous. They're no longer um, willing to be vulnerable or no longer willing to be loving and patient or put themselves in someone else's shoes and have empathy and sympathy for the next person. They become callous and perverse in all sorts of ways. You know what? I am so glad. I am extremely glad that I am free from the residue of the sexual abuse that happened in my life, I still deal with issues, of course. I still deal with life because life can be rough. People can be rough, people can be cold, people can be cruel. I know that for a fact, um, not only because of my childhood, but just because I live in this world. I live in this world, okay? But I am so thankful that I am free from the residual, that when I deal with issues now, I don't revert back to my childhood. I don't revert back to those, uh, those places where I feel inadequate because of what happened to me. Um, I don't revert back to those unpleasant memories and feel like, well, something is wrong with me. Now I see the world, I believe, through realistic, through, through realistic eyes. <laughs> And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to have mentally, spiritually, healthy, sexual relationship with my husband. Um, mental, spiritually healthy relationships with my children. Um, we, of course, live in this world. We still have to guard our eyes, our ears, our minds, our hearts from all the filth that is prevalent in society. You know, I still have to turn the channel when I'm watching something that, I'm, that I want to watch and that I feel is okay to watch, and then a commercial comes on and there's all this filth in, in between. You know, I still have to guard myself against those things, but I... Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. 
This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735, or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I am back, and uh, I was talking about how I am so thankful. I really am. I am so thankful to the Lord for what He has done for me and, and where He has, you know, where He has brought me from. And I just, I just want to let you know that, you know, if any of you are victims of sexual abuse, the kind I described in um, in discussing my book, you know, if you've been raped, if you were molested, um, even if you are, are someone who chose, you know, basically to live with someone and not marry them, um, even if you've cheated on your spouse, you know, your husband or your wife, even if you've abused your your body, your your sexuality and in one of those ways i want you to know that you know you can overcome you can still overcome the residual of those decisions you can still overcome the ill effects of those decisions if the lord can do it for me he can do it for anybody 
I don't consider myself to be, um, you know, like overly special. I mean, this is a promise that he has given us in his word, you know, that every man that is in Christ is a new creature. And in becoming a new creature, you know, you, you can overcome the residual and the ill effects from what has happened to you. It grieves me. It grieves me to think of how many people are being cheated out of beautiful relationships. You know, like I said, not just between husband and wives. You know, so many people, a lot of people uh, don't even believe in marriage anymore. And um, some of those that do believe in marriage are still being cheated because their marriage is, has been infiltrated with so many outside superficial uh, influences or things that they are still being robbed of the essence and the beauty of what God created or is why God instituted marriage, you know? So it grieves me to think, you know, I, I myself, I myself, I know what it's like to be in a, in a marriage that is ungodly. I know what it's like to be in a marriage that is not a marriage. You know, a marriage is a merger. A marriage is a joining together and a becoming one, um, no longer two, but one flesh. I know what it's like to be in a quote unquote marriage where that doesn't happen. You know, where basically you're used and cheated upon and misused and you, there's uh, no trust and you, you know, you don't have a sense of, uh, you're not being cherished or loved or respected. I know what that's like. So, it grieves me knowing that I have the opposite now, knowing that I have uh, the version of marriage that God instituted, and I'm enjoying that and thankful for that. But it grieves me knowing that there's so many other people out there that don't know the real deal. And I know it grieves God. I know that it grieves him because he wants the best for us. The plan that he has for us, the institution of marriage, was a good one. It was a good one. It was not his plan. It was not his desire to see the prevalence of sexual abuse, to see children being sex trafficked, to see uh, teenagers, you know, using uh, in, uh, enhancement drugs and date rape drugs and, and people in college using date rape drugs just to get laid and so that they can experience a, a sexual feeling and a release. And, you know, so, I mean, man, the list can go on and on and on. It could go on and on and on. And I, and I actually, I will, before I end tonight, I'm going to throw some, I'm going to throw some words out at you uh, that I, I feel kind of paint the picture of what society has come up with, what society has come up with as an, an alternative to God's plan. And it'll be interesting to see what picture it paints in your mind. But, um, before I do that, I'm thinking about how many of the, many times people make these decisions to do the opposite of God's plan because they 
feel that they're writing some other wrong. You know, they feel like God's plan doesn't work. God's plan is not good. You know, sex in marriage is not good. Um, it comes with all these other hindrances and all these other problems. So I'm going to go out and, you know, I'm going to be free from all that. I'm going to get laid whenever I want to get laid. I don't want to have no real emotional ties. I'm just going to have, you know, empty one night stands and I can get up the next morning and I don't have to worry about the entanglement. You know, a lot of times people feel like they're writing some previous wrong. You know, they, they think that they can do it better than God's plan. But in doing so, many people have wronged themselves. They've wronged themselves because they've cheated themselves out of the beauty and the abundance and the, the gift that God gave us through the institution of marriage, through the institution of sexual relations in marriage through the institution of the family, you know, that provides protection against these various forms of sexual abuse uh, through the guidelines that he gave us in the word about how to conduct ourselves sexually that clearly, clearly describes and denotes the consequences of sexual abuse. Okay, many people have wronged themselves in an effort to right other wrongs. Okay, maybe they were in a marriage and that spouse cheated and abused them and broke their heart and everything. So now that they're out of that marriage, they say, I'll never get married again. I'll never do that again. You know, I'll never give my heart to anybody else like that again. So that's kind of what I'm describing. I was one of those. I was one of those people. I was one of those people. That's why I can say it grieves my heart. I remember when I decided to end my first marriage because of the cheating, you know, a form of sexual abuse, mostly because of the cheating. I mean, there were other abuses in the relationship too, um, but the cheating was the final straw, cheating most, multiple times, okay? And I finally decided to end my first marriage. I was so hurt and so devastated because, because I had been cheated on multiple times amongst other things. I mean, my goodness, our, my marriage was really <laughs> a marriage from hell, <laughs> but I was able to endure those other things. And then I finally decided that the cheating was, was, I wasn't going to endure that more. Three times was enough that I knew of. And I kind of think that there was probably more than that. But anyway, I was so hurt. So I abandoned my values. I abandoned and lowered my expectations. I decided, you know, I've tried it this way. I've done it this way. So now I'm going to do it my way, you know, and by that, I was saying, I've done it God's way because I believed in marriage. I believed in family. I, um, you know, I was raised in church with biblical values as my foundation, biblical principles as my foundation. But I decided to abandon those values and I lowered my expectations. I decided that there's no good men out there anyway. Um, I might as well take my chances. I got involved 
with a man. Now go figure this. I mean, many of you have done it. I got involved with a man who was already involved with someone else. They weren't married, but he was already sexually involved with someone else. Okay, so basically he was deceiving her and hiding and pretending to be someone with her that he wasn't. And needless to say, I had to do the same thing. I was doing the same thing because I, I was trying to basically keep us from being found out, okay? So needless to say that this relationship didn't work out any better than my marriage did. It only left me more wounded than I already was. I had to become sneaky and deceitful and two-faced in order to keep people from knowing about us. I had to, you know, sneak and hide and do things, you know, uh, on the down low, so to speak. I had to refrain and hold back my feelings um, because he didn't want a real relationship. You know, as long as I could handle the physical aspects of it, everything was cool. He didn't want a real relationship, okay? He didn't want to get, like, really involved, you know what I'm saying? Um, when I did move on, which was very hard for me to do because I got entangled with him, uh, I formed a soul tie with him. I formed this... Uh, uh, an emotional tie with him and, uh, and became basically addicted, addicted to the quote unquote sex, the slang term of the word sex. But anyway, when I did decide to move on, I got involved with others who were equally as deceitful, you know? So I'm just showing you how, how lying and deceit breeds more lying and deceit. You know, and you have to continue to lower your standard. You have to continue to lower your standard to have anything, which turns out to be really nothing worth having. You know, I found that even if you asked point blank questions, you didn't get sincere answers. If you asked, you know, the guy, are you seeing someone? They would say, oh, no, I'm, I'm you know, I'm single. You know, I was in a relationship, but I broke up. Da, 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 yeah. But then after I give myself to that person, then, it, then they would be like, oh, well, you know, me and my ex were trying to work things out again. Uh, um, she didn't know she was going to... Or after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. 
today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, I'm back, and my goodness, how time flies. Um, We are talking about, I am talking about the quality, the quality of life. And I'm talking about the difference between quality as God desires for us versus, I'm going to say question, 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 question mark, what we have now, what the average person or group in society seems to have now. Um, before I before I end the show tonight, I'm going to throw some words at you, and I'm going to see, um, you know, I just want to see, I hope that they will provoke your thinking, but what you think about but these words, because um, much of what we do as a society to fulfill our needs uh, to solve problems, to create antidotes, uh, as we see it to problems, much of it seems to be based on the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, which only breeds more uh, problems, which only breeds uh, less intimacy, less trust, less um, uh, communing and joining together and becoming and being a really and truly being a society, being families, being in relationships, it only breeds more superficiality, you know, because there's really no way to top God's plan. And so um, I want to throw some words at you before I end the show tonight. But back to where I was, where I was at, you know, after giving myself to, to, 
those that I call myself, you know, dating or getting involved in when I decided to lower my standard, when I decided, okay, maybe this marriage thing is not all that important and just basically go for it, you know, just go for, do what you feel, take your chances. Um, I found that I couldn't trust any of the people, you know, even if you asked a point blank question, you got to lie. You know, even in even in my dealings, I was still trying to be so-called honest <laughs> with myself and with others, but they would still lie and not be honest with me. Okay, and I found that um, I it just it just bred more distrust and it just bred more loneliness. Am I talking to anybody out there tonight? Am I talking? Is there anybody that will admit? that this non-committed free lifestyle uh, where you just kind of do what you will thing leaves you feeling more empty and lonely? Am I talking to anybody that can relate? You know, that, that you feel more empty and more lonely uh, than perhaps if you hadn't have gone that route? Contrary to many of today's women, I found that my job, my career, didn't satisfy my need for companionship. I could work eight hours, 12 hours, or whatever, come home, still have to deal with the stresses of life, the pain of the bills, and, and you know, trying to raise my daughter as a single mother and stuff. And somehow, you know, that my career didn't satisfy my need for companionship. It didn't, it didn't fulfill me, not sexually, not physically, not emotionally. It satisfied my needs to a point as far as taking care of bills. <laughs> and it was still never enough. It was still never enough. So I'm just, I'm just trying to point out the, the deception and the fallacies, you know, that we talk ourselves into believing or trying to pretend that this is better or this is, you know, fulfilling or this is, this tops God's way. <laughs> I didn't find what I was looking for. I didn't find what I was looking for out there. And, you know, maybe some of you might argue me down because you're deep into what you're doing and stuff. But you know what? Deception is a is a powerful thing deception is a powerful thing okay i didn't find what i was looking for because i needed to be healed i needed to be healed of my own sexual abuse first of all and i had walked away from the lord I had, I had abandoned my faith i had abandoned my values and i had lowered my standards and um, that only added to my pain and my suffering. Okay. I didn't find what I was looking for until I was healed of my sexual abuse. Um, the things that occurred to me, not only in my marriage, but in my young life as a child being sexually abused by my father. And then in my adolescence by, um, dealing with the residual of that abuse and being involved in other relationships 
that I had no business being involved in and in environments and situations that I had no business being involved in and that were not, were not healthy for me at all. And guess what? Guess what? I'm seeing what happened to me now happening to others on a much greater scale than I even knew. I'm seeing not only what happened in my childhood, but everything that followed afterwards until God healed me, until the Lord healed me of my own sexual abuse and restored my relationship with him and then gave me found, you know, restored my foundation and gave me a beautiful husband that helped me to restore that balance in our home and, and with our children, helped us all to overcome some significant trauma in our life because of all of this abuse. You know, divorce brings a lot of broken, it, it breeds brokenness and pain. Sexual abuse does the same thing. And I see what happened to me happening to others on a very wide, large, great scale. And it's disheartening. It's grievous because it doesn't have to be so. It doesn't have to be so. We can make better choices as an individual, as a, as a society, as communities, as families. We can make better choices. We do have options. We can make better choices. We don't have to be slaves to sexual abuse or sexual immorality. We don't have to open the floodgates, the floodgates and allow the things to come in that are stripping us, stripping us, literally stripping, violating, raping us of our essence, of our virtue, of our God-given, God-given rights. When God created man in his own image, he, he, that came with multiple blessings. But instead, we're choosing. We're choosing as a society to honor the superficial and to create the answers to our own, try, I should say, to create the answers to our own problems. Okay? Let me, let me throw some terms out there um, at you because I'm running out of time, only got a few minutes left. Uh, some thoughts, some words, some terms, and I want you to think about what comes to your mind. Now, as, as, as if you isolate these things, a lot of them sound positive, a lot of them sound good, and in some cases, in some cases, some of them have been beneficial. But when you put it all together, I'm curious to know what comes to your mind. Nail enhancement, drugs, condoms, sex toys, birth control, IVF, in vitro, fertilization, test tube babies, sperm banks, sperm donors, surrogates, surrogate mothers, uh, octomom. Uh, buying babies, selling babies, prostitution, sex trafficking, 
toddlers and tiaras, dance moms. The list can go on and on and on. But what comes to your mind when I say these things? I mean, this is the world's antidote for so many of our so-called problems and issues. This is what the world has come up with. Male enhancement, sex drugs, condoms, sex toys, birth control, test tube babies, sperm banks and donors, surrogates, octomoms, toddlers and tiaras. Why do I throw that in there? Because the other day we were flipping channels and we saw how the poor little toddlers were dressed up as little sexy, trying to look sexy. The mamas had the little baby girls looking sexy, acting sexy, dancing sexy, mimicking uh, showgirls and uh, just... Just, wow. All I can say is, wow. The things that mankind does to try to find fulfillment does not top what God has to offer us. With all of these things and all of this so-called advancement, I don't see the quality, the quality of relationships and the quality of life improving. Instead, I see the opposite, a steady, systematic decline in morals, values, relationships in our society. And you know what? We have choices, people. So that's Till next time, quality versus question mark. Fill it in.